Welcome to the Life is a Journey podcast, where my goal is to help you to strive, thrive, and be all God has called you to be. No matter what comes, we can make it in this journey, because life is a journey. Welcome back to the Life is a Journey podcast. In this week's episode of Life is a Journey, the topic of discussion is motherhood and marriage. So this week, as you can see, um, this will be our first time recording an interview as well as a YouTube video. Hopefully everything turns out well and the sound quality is good. Um, we're talking about motherhood and marriage on this week's podcast. Like I said, this is a different vibe. This is my first time doing an interview. Thankfully, it's with my wife. Um, we got a few things that we want to talk about here and some questions that I have for my lovely wife about motherhood and marriage. But like I start off each and every episode, I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in, for liking, commenting, taking time out in your day to tune in to the Life is a Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing to you, a help to you, and being everything that God has called you to be in this journey of life. So let's jump into it. How does it feel to be on, on the podcast? Babe. Weird. They, I don't think the people can hear you because, you know, the microphone might be able to pick you up, might not. I don't know. I don't know. It feels weird. I never did nothing like this, so it's going to take some getting used to, guys. <laughs> it is. It is. This is different, but, you know, like I, I've said before on the podcast, you got to start somewhere, you know what I mean? And in the midst of starting somewhere, you never know where you can go until you actually just do it. You know, I never seen myself doing a podcast or even recording a video for YouTube and viewers to, viewers to be able to view. Y'all forgive me, I, I got my retainers in and y'all know like, y'all know. <laughs> um, but once you put yourself out there, you never know what you're capable of and you're never, you never know who you are being able to be a blessing to. Um, so just do it. You know, and I also want to um, suggest to you, if you are looking into to starting a podcast, Anchor FM is a great way to start. It's available for those of you that have Android in the Google Play Store and those of you that have Apple in the Apple uh, Play Store in, or Apple where you can download and start your podcast. So my first question that I have for you here about motherhood is... What does motherhood or being a mother mean to you? What does that mean to you? What does motherhood and being a mother mean to you? It means to me to nurture, to raise. is a responsibility mm -hmm. that God has placed and mandated on us mothers, period. Um... To me, our children are borrowed to us, and we are supposed to nurture and raise them in the way they should go. And so, and then motherhood to me also is a grandmother. You have some That's true. grandmothers that are raising their grandchildren. Right. They're playing a the part of a mother. That's also another type of a motherhood 
Um, so we are responsible for these children that are um, borrowed to us to raise them the, the right way, to love them, to care for them, to be there for them, not abandon them, not abuse them. Right. But to treat them as you would like to be treated. I can go so far with that, but I'm going to let my husband ask me the second question. Well, we could we could stay right there for a minute. Um, one of the scriptures, and I think you mentioned it. Um, say that again. You said to train them up in a way that they should the go. To train them up in a way and, that and, they should and, go. And that's one of the scriptures that we actually have here that I have in my notes about motherhood. And it says, and this is a New Living Translation. It says, direct your children onto the right path. And when they are older, they will not leave it. And it's so true because... You know, it's another scripture that I don't have in the notes that speaks about um, a child or a son um, obeying his father's commandments and, and, and following the teachings of his mother. And it's, it's, it's very important because as you grow in life, the things that your mother has taught you should stick with you, you know. It's a responsibility as a mother to train them up as well as a dad. But being that it's, it's, it's Mother's Day, well, it was Mother's Day on yesterday, but being on the topic of motherhood, um, mothers, they play a very, very important role in a child's life. And like I said on my live, and, and I, I even said it last year, and I, I continue to say it, mothers, they play a very, very important role in a child's life, whether that be a daughter or whether that be a son, you know, um, another scripture and, and, and I know I'm kind of jumping from, from one area to the other, but this pertains to motherhood and, um, y'all bear with me one moment. It's in Genesis two and eight. Y'all forgive me. Genesis two and 18. It says, then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So in the midst of that, God knew that man couldn't, man ain't going to be able to give birth to no child. <laughs> God knows as a man, I, I couldn't bear what you all as women go through of nine months of, of, of carrying a child and going through all these, the morning sickness and hormones and and everything, your emotions is all over the place and different things. And then, you know, at the end of it, to, to have to push another life out of you, you know, and then go through all the labor pains, you know, that's something that I know as a man, I couldn't bear. But thanks be to God that God seemed fit to create such a being that is able to withstand and to bring forth life. So I want to say right here. Those of you that have a mother and your relationship may be distant, take the time to um, develop a better relationship with your mom. Would you agree? I agree. And, and I say that because some people, they allow, and, and, and I, I don't know who you are and who this may relate to, but there might be somebody who's listening in or viewing that there may have been something that really... Uh, interfere with the relationship with you and your mother. So I encourage you, 
do what you got to do, and vice versa on the mom's end. If you did something and you know you were out of pocket or you were wrong, make it right. Because we only get one life, we only get one mother, make it right. Do what you have to do. Do what you got to do. I'm moving... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so used. I'm yeah, so. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm so used to. I'm so used to just it just being me. This, this, like I said, this is new. So I'm sorry. Is there something you want to say further on? I that? just kind of just wanted to kind of express or expound um, that uh, we are not to abuse our children. Yeah, we are not to provoke our children and that's from the word of god we we should we 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 need to be in a place where our children come talk to us uh, about anything you know um um they should be able to trust us because when you don't have trust between you and your child you won't they can be doing anything they won't come and talk to you about it because they don't trust you. They all they, they may feel like, oh, she's not gonna do nothing but yell, or I'm a I'm gonna get in trouble. I mean, they can have all these negative thoughts, or they might feel like they don't have nobody they can go to and talk to. And you, as a parent, should be the person that they are able to come to. I agree. So. Um, the abuse, you know, we have to have a balance. The Bible tells us to discipline our child, but it does not tell us to abuse our child. Right. Nobody should be abusing children. And my heart goes out to children that are being abused in all kinds of ways. My heart goes out to them. And I'm just saying, just keep those children up in prayer. Right. Because I've I seen a few videos and it's not pretty and it's very upsetting. We need to learn how to be parents. And you will be held accountable for what you do to those children and for how you raise those children. We are responsible. You will be held responsible. So let's do right by our children. I agree. And, and you know, before we move to the next question, you know, when you said about... Um, discipline the definition for discipline without even looking at it it's an, in, in other words it's saying to guide it's a guidance to guide your child just like the scripture that we just said in the way that they should go that when they grow older they won't depart from them because if you if you tell a child don't touch that stove it's hot they gonna try. They gonna do it. But if you if you instruct them and you discipline them, guide them on not to do that as they grow older. And sometimes you get they do gotta bump their head with some stuff. Mm -hmm. But like my wife said, it's our responsibility. God has given us guardianship and entrusted us with these children. You know, uh, and it's important that we not neglect them, abuse them, provoke them, and provoking is is like. It's pretty much, and as she, as my wife was saying that, I'm, I'm, I have to get, I self reflect on that because I have to catch myself as a dad about how I am with my sons. I want them to be good young men, and vice versa. Even with my daughters, I have to be mindful how I am with them because as a woman, they need more of a gentle 
loving, affectionate side of things. You know, I sometimes I rough house my daughter, Kira, you know, I love you. <laughs> I do, you know, and, and with my boys, I'm, a, I'm tougher on them because I, I want them to be, be great young men. And I know they are as they continue to grow and mature. But definitely on that piece about abusing your children, don't, it's not necessary because you will be held accountable and it's very important that we show love and affection to them so that they can be successful in life and not have certain childhood traumas that wind up going into relationships that prevent them from having um, the growth in relationships. Yeah, and find a balance. Each child, they're different. Mm -hmm. So you have to find a balance with each child. Like, you can't discipline one like you discipline right. the other, you know. Um, so you have to find that balance um, with the discipline and the relationship between the two. And all you show love. And everything you show love. But you find a balance with every child. Because you can you could discipline them all the same, but they all their emotions are not the same their emotions and their mental state they all are not the same some is mature than others um some need to be more groomed some need to well uh, maybe i don't know if i want to use the word groomed but <laughs> bought up like this you know a certain way just you their your children are different so just find a balance with each with each of your child your children then if you find a balance with each, each of your children you won't find this one over here being jealous. You won't find right. this one over here thinking, oh, you like her more than you like me. Mm -hmm. If you all meet all their needs in their own way. If that makes sense. <laughs> it does. It does because sometimes, and I know we said we was going to move to the next question, but sometimes, you know, with, with that balance, and like you said, with making sure you, you treat each child the way that, you know, because every child is not the same, you know, like we was talking earlier. Um, and you don't, because you don't want one child to feel that you're showing more love to this child or more attention to this this child. And I'm being, you know, it's it's about balance. It truly is. It truly is. I'm just going to say, it, it's poss it could be difficult, but it can be done mm -hmm. if you find that balance. And most and foremost, to pray yeah. and ask God how to show you how to treat each of your children with the love that they need. So you pray and ask God for it. You know, some people might think, oh, it's impossible. I can show this child this and show this child this. That's why you meet them where they are. Right. You know, um, you, you know your children as they grow up, as they mature. So... With the help of God, you can show that balance. So it it could be, you know, it might be a challenge, but parenting is work. It is. <laughs> so, but you grow and you learn. Completely agree. On to the next question about motherhood. How does it feel being a mother of four children? I didn't know you didn't probably anticipate me on asking you that. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. So, um, 
with the help of God, um, I'm going to say it, it's been a blessing at this point because um, I feel for the most part, uh, I've, I've did my best to raise them as I could. Now, I was never, you know, when I had my first child, I, you know, I thought that was, you know, that was it, you know, and I wasn't having no more kids. Y'all was out there cutting up, y'all was cutting up. And so anyways, you know, then I had my second and I was like, okay, miracle child. Oh, I won't expect anymore. And I really wasn't expecting no more. Then I had my third. And, um, that kind of, I was down. Like I was a little depressed. I was, um, just going through it. It was way before I got married. And, um, I just, if what kept going in my head and, you know, of course it was the enemy. Oh, ain't nobody going to want you with three children. This, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. You know, that was just constantly thoughts going in my head. And so I did not anticipate having um, four, but I thank God for my babies. Like that, that little depression or whatever that, whatever that I had did not deter me from wanting to raise my children the correct way. Right. It, it just made me say, Hey, I'm going to do what I got to do. Just my baby, you know? And so that's what I did. You know, um, you have to accept what God allows, you know? Otherwise, you're not going to get nowhere. So I accept, you know, it's not going to change. So I accept what God allowed. And um, so it has been um, a challenge. It's been um, a blessing. Um, it's, just, it's been um, my children. Um, they are my life uh, uh, under God. Um, they are my life. And uh, I would do anything for my babies. So I I feel blessed to be a mother to have raised them in Christ and um knowing that that I taught them and still yet teaching them the ways of God that they will grow up knowing God and even if they get off a little bit um they know where their help come from. So it's been a blessing. It's, it's been a blessing. I I mean, I can't even say. It's just been a blessing. And I, I feel blessed. I don't feel any regrets. I don't feel any regrets of my babies. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Because sometimes some people, and I'm not saying that this is you, but no. I'm just speaking to the, to the listener um, or viewer that you feel like you've been you've had children or you have more than what you anticipated on having or you may have had children out of wedlock that some people will condemn you or get down you know and and the 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 thing with that is the child is a blessing in the midst of it do not beat yourself up Continue to be the great mother that you know you can be. Continue to raise them. Continue to love on them. Continue to nurture them. Continue to be there for them. Continue to guide them down the path that they should go. 
continue to put them in a in a position to where they can be successful just as you can be successful. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in a position where you're a young teen mother, get back in school. You know, if you're in a position where, you know, uh, um, you you had children and, and you, you know, you were in the middle of college and doing different things and c- pursuing certain career or what path, do that. Don't don't let anything interfere you from doing what God has put you in the earth to do. Still raise your children, still help them be successful in life, but don't neglect what God has called you to do. It's a like my wife said earlier, it's about balance. It's a you know, granted you might have to make some sacrifices and not do it as soon as possible as you would like to, but still do it. Do whatever you have to do to 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 get it done. Yeah. Um, oh so then I didn't mention you know, me and my husband, we had our last child, um, who was now twelve. Um, <laughs> and um yeah, he's he's something special. Um uh, but that's my fourth child and um um and I was okay, um, because I was married. Um so that was a different kind of feeling. And um it was a blessing. I had something else to say. Um, oh, wait, let me think. I had something else to say, and I uh, it just it left my mind. But um, it'll come back to me, so I'll get back with y'all. <laughs> what was I about to say? Was I about to go to the next question? I think so. Oh, I don't know if that camera just went off. Y'all forgive me if it did. <laughs> I think it did. So we might not be able to get the the YouTube version of this. We're going to keep recording. <laughs> um yeah. So the next the next question is in your own words slash expression, what advice do you have for mothers single or in a two-parent household? And you kind of already expounded on mm-hmm. on this earlier, but like if you what if you have any other expressions or advice to give to any single mothers or mothers that you know are married or you know in a parent in a two parent household what would you say to those um i would say um my answer one of my answers will always be to pray um also what i do with my children even if i slack off some i pick it back up what i do is i pray with my children i read the word with my children Cause I want them to know the word. I also want to teach my children that God loves them because a lot of children, they don't know or is, they don't feel like it's important because they were never really taught that God loves them no matter what. He's always there with his hand, hands out, welcoming you back in when you fall. And I teach my children that, that no matter what situation you're in, to pray. So I encourage parents to pray with their child, pray over their child. We're living in a generation where it's evilness going on. People are cold-hearted. Their minds are just, um, they're mentally um, unstable. Um, the music that they listen to is, I, I'm telling you, I was getting my hair done and the young lady she had um music playing you know rap and stuff you know 
not no judgment on her you know that's you know that's you know how she wanted to do but um so she had this music playing and um all i heard them talk about rap about was sex a woman what she has in between her legs if it wasn't talking about sex it was talking about a gun um if it wasn't talking about gun it was talking about money like uh, or um drugs hmm. um so a lot of this stuff this music that the, the, the children are listening to is um is an influence and hmm. people they don't really realize it you know i know everybody have their own um their own opinion of the music you know but you know it has a very bit uh, a very big impact on our children's minds because they're still growing and they're still developing you know so if you don't pray over your children because you cannot help what they're going to hear outside your walls you can't you know i mean it's just out there so your best thing to do is pray over your babies pray over them um no matter what you pray over them and cover them under the blood you know, um, raise them the best way that you can. Teach them the right way to go. Another thing I want to say is, um, and this is probably going to hit hard for some people. Um, so your children in school, they have potty mouths. Okay. But, and so when the, if the teacher call home, say, hey, you know, your child was saying this, that, and the third. But we have to check ourselves. What we do, how we do in front of them, what we talk about. You know, back in the day, you wasn't allowed to be all in a parent's face while they're conversating. They will smack the mess out of the child. You know, and, and there were certain things that back in the day that children was not allowed to do. And if some of us get back to that, I believe our children will be raised. You know, they'll come out. A, a better you know you teach, teach your children to respect teach your children to um have manners have morals have values um do what you can to, to to raise them right you know so if you know you get a call you know you have to check yourself like what type of example are you being before your child so i say hey well you know they only doing what they saw you know yeah. not every parent you know, because I, I don't cuss in front of my children over a cuss at all. Um, but yet, you know, I've had gotten phone calls like, hey, you know, she got mad and, you know, she said a few words, <laughs> you know. And then I'm just like, or, or they said a few words and I'm like, okay, you know. So they hear a lot of influences. So you just have to teach your children, you know, um what not to speak up. Teach them to be strong-minded. Mm -hmm. They got to be strong-minded. Teach them to be strong-minded, to be confident, to be leaders and not followers. Uh, a lot of times they're following. They're following the influences or the peer pressure. They're being peer pressured into whatever. So, um, oh, they want to do what their friends do. They want to be how their friends are. So teach them to be their own children. Um, their own person teach them to have their own mind what if they don't want to do something don't do it no matter what nobody think or no matter what nobody say if they 
don't, you know, they don't act a certain way. They be the, to be themselves, be confident in themselves enough to know that they can be themselves. And if anybody got something to say, then hey, so be it. But I try to teach my babies to be strong-minded, to be, um, to be leaders, not followers, to overcome peer pressure, and to overcome these influences that's going on. Good words, good words. Um, I know time is kind of getting away from us. No, you're fine. You're fine. I just, I just, I'm very um, mindful of the time because I don't want the listeners or anybody to miss out on anything. I don't want to rush you from saying something that somebody needs to hear. So, um, huh? No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, because sometimes. You know, as we was talking earlier, I've had notes on here and sometimes I don't get through all the notes. Mm. And sometimes it may not be meant for me to say everything that's within the notes or even some of the questions. There might be something that specifically where we need to just stay on this because there might be somebody that needs to hear this specifically mm. to help them in that part of their journey of life. Um, I got some scriptures here. Some of them we already mentioned before we go into the next portion of this, this episode. The next scripture that I have down is, um, y'all bear with me, excuse me, Exodus 20 and 12. Honor your father and mother. Then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Ephesians 6 and 2 reads, Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. And I think I mentioned this. I don't know if I mentioned it here on the live um, that I recently recorded the other day. But God, that's a promise that he gave you. You know, that, that honor your mother and your father. Meaning respect them. Love them. Do what they, they're telling you to do. We're not going to, you know, I, I know my wife and other many of you mothers are, that are out there are not, in most, in majority of case, is not going to guide or instruct your child to do something that's going to um, be on the negative end of, of things. Um, I'm going to read off the rest of these scriptures so that we can um, go into the next portion about marriage. The next scripture that I have here is Genesis 2 and 18. We kind of read that earlier. I'm not going to reread that. Um, Matthew 19 verses 4 through 6. Haven't you read the scriptures? Jesus replied. They record that from the beginning, God made them male and female. And he said, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two, but one, let no one split apart what God has joined together. Mm -hmm. And the last scripture I have here is wives submit to your husbands as it is fitting for those who belong to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. Colossians 3, verses 18 and 19. So, this next portion, um, as, as time allots us, we're going to try to get through these questions um, as, as, as the Lord allows. <laughs> um, but the first question I have here, what does it mean to be a wife to you? To be a help me to um, to 
to meet in the middle. Um, some people say 50-50, and I say 100-100. <laughs> um, to bring balance to um, to set the stage, the stone. It, 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 Proverbs 31 woman is a reminder of the type of wife that God um, has called us to be. Yeah, It's also for single woman, women too, but um, it talks about family. It talks about what the wife does, what the woman does. Um, and that's a good scripture to read. And I remember I was on a prayer call, wise prayer call, and she, um, the first lady, was re- reading this scripture off, if I can remember. It was the first lady. Um, but she was saying how she take care of her household, how she takes care of her husband. Her husband call her blessed. Her children call her blessed. Um, so I just, I, I don't always get it right all the time. Um, but my prayer is that I do be a Proverbs 31 woman, you know, and I had kind of beat myself up for a minute because when she was reading that scripture and I'm like, dang, I'm like, do my children see me as that? You know, do my husband see me as that? You know, um, cause a lot of things I feel like I, I slack in, um, but my prayer to God is, it's not to beat myself up and no way I should do that, but to just be better, to just do better, you know, be the wife that that husband needs. He needs that respect. You know, um, we was talking about the five love languages. He needs, you know, for me to know his five love language, I need to, I feel I need to, um, get more into that whatever his five love language, one of his, whatever his five, yeah, primary and second, yeah, love language Mm -hmm. is. Um, So I just feel like, you know, it's it's to bring a balance, it's to be that help. Um, I feel like, you know, as much as possible, I I want to, and I try to often to take the stress off my husband and, you know, um, I don't want him to worry. So... I try if if I can to check take the stress off of him. Um, it's not a lot, but I try. I'm learning, so it's about learning and growing. Um, in a marriage, I probably got off the question a little bit. No, you fine. And I want to interject real quick, just so I can clarify to anybody out there that's listening in. Um, I heard you say try, and here's my thing, and just being transparent, y'all. You know, as a husband, it's my responsibility to step up in those areas. And here's the thing, like, I understand as a husband and as a dad that my wife is in school. She's going for nursing. So a lot of her time is in studying, making sure she does well in her classes, on her exams and things. It's my responsibility to step in and to take on the load. You know, it, it, it it's, it's different but that's something that we we we, it's important to do because it it be it brings a balance and also this is a partnership 
Marriage is a partnership. You know, like many of you out there may be in business. When you get into a business and you have business partners, if one person is doing all of it or, you know what I mean, right. and the other person isn't doing anything in a way that is uh, producing growth to the business, that's a problem there. Right. You know, and in this situation, in a marriage, there's an understanding. You know, it'd be a whole different story if if you just doing, you know, you neglecting or, you know what I mean? that that But that's not the case here, you know. So it's important. And I, and I want to speak to the husbands out there, you know, as I've grown as a husband and, and I'm learning how to cook, I'm learning how to do different things and learning how to have different skill trades and things that that I can bring to the marriage that will continue to bring growth, not just for our marriage, but even for our children, mm-hmm. um, even, <clears throat> excuse me, other children that come over, whether it's our nieces and nephews, to be that example and that light to people because it's important that people see how how a relationship um, is on all levels, you know. You're going to have ups and downs. We both know that. You know, you're going to have situations that occur. But the matter of the fact is, you stay in it. You continue to work at it. You forgive each other. You apologize. You make it right. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you make it right. And, 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 you know, you just continue to grow and develop and get to, to understand each other and learn each other and be better, you know. Um, and I'm sorry, this, this may be off topic and I'm trying not to talk too much because I talk too much, but I want to say this because I feel it's important that, you know, she is my other half. She is my help me. When God said, when he put Adam to sleep, you know, he took a part out of him, but then he, he, he wrapped it in a beautiful gift of, of woman, which is my wife. And that is my help me that part she helps me to see me when i don't see me because i don't see me a lot of times you know so i i pray that that you know that part right there that that blesses you um we got time for one more question and so this is the last question that we have here and i'm gonna ask this and we're gonna wrap things up says since you've been married can you expound on how you've grown or what changes do you feel have occurred during this 13 years of marriage? Um, definitely conversation. Um, I feel like we've grown in conversation, uh, how we handle things. There was a time where we argued about everything, just like (laughs) everything made him mad. Everything made me mad. You know, like, I mean, we were just arguing and, our communication was very low, our skills, it was very low. So I definitely feel like we have grown. I have grown even um, knowing how to respond to things, knowing how. I don't always get it right, don't get me wrong. I don't always get it right, but I am so much better, I feel, um, by the grace of God, that um, learning how to respond, um, learning how to be in agreement with him because I was in a disagreement at, with everything. Like, especially when it came to the children, I was in a lot of disagreements. But I have learned to listen to the Holy Spirit 
teaching me when to say something, when not to say something. Um, still learning, you know, um, still learning how to be obedient. Um, and so, um, I've grown like when I don't like something, sometimes I still say, say something, but there are times where, you know, I don't, there are times where, you know, I just, I I just know, I, I know, I realize, I acknowledge that God sees this situation. I acknowledge that it's in his hands. And so like, and I, when I start feeling the sense of like peace or I'll handle it or, you know, I feel like I don't have to say anything. I feel like I don't have to get mad. I don't have to be upset, you know, because, and, um, you know, I can have peace walking around the house because, um, I know that God is working. And so I, I've grown in that communication. I've grown in that learning to be quiet, um, stage, learning to be quiet, still learning to be quiet. <laughs> um, but I, I believe I've grown in that area a lot and just, um, just seizing the moment, like not overthinking things, not thinking about the past, you know, it just, it's a lot I can go into, but I ain't going to talk too much, but yeah. So that's one of the, one or two of the things that I feel like I've grown within this marriage. And, and I just, oh, can I say one thing? Yeah. And learning how to love him through his flaws. That's a big thing. If you can't, like God see us when he, we have flaws. But God see past our flaws and he still love us to where he love us through it. And so learning how to love him through his flaws, even though sometimes, you know, I want to choke him, but I love him through his flaws. And that's another growth moment for me. Man, what you said. <laughs> um... And that that's that's really good to hear and know. And um, another like as as I was listening to your response, um, and what I'm about to say is kind of pun intended. <laughs> the keyword, two two things that you said that stood out to me: respond and quiet, respond and quiet time. Um, as in a marriage, husband or wife. We have to learn how to respond to things instead of react to things. One of the many things that I have, and I know this is not about me, but it is about marriage on this particular portion of the episode of this episode, that I've learned how to respond to situations instead of reacting. Because in the past, I mean, I used to react, and many of you, we we probably talked about it on, on many episodes, but just to reiterate it, responding means you take time to to how you re how you interact with the situation when you react it's instantly like whatever i'm feeling in the moment i'm gonna cuss you out i'm gonna say what i gotta say you're gonna feel what i'm about to you know what i got to say da 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 you know y'all forgive us <laughs> i forgot to tell my wife to silence her phone um i did y'all forgive me um but you know, and that's reaction. So when you react to 
to something, that's not the best way to handle it. And when she said quiet, learning how to be quiet, sometimes you have to, even as a husband, even if you, you know, you, you are in a relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, or even with your children, sometimes you got to learn how to be quiet, even with your, your parents, you know, or, or with your boss or whatever the situation may be, you, you need to know how to be quiet. And in that midst of being quiet, like my wife said, learn to listen to the Holy Spirit, learn to listen to God and see what God is saying. And in that, I've, I've learned this as well, that in the midst of being quiet, you are allowing God to work on your spouse or that other person that, that whatever the situation may have occurred, you're allowing him to, to do whatever he got to do because there have been times where we had disagreements or arguments and during that quiet time and that, that space apart that God to deal with my wife and God to deal with me and then we come back together and we have an understanding and we make up, we, we apologize, we forgive one another and keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. So that's important that, you know, um, as you grow in your marriage and in your relationships, um, that you, you learn how to respond and you learn how to be quiet. Because sometimes we speak when we should be quiet. You know, even the Bible tells us as, as when it comes to wisdom, that even that a white, that a, a man is found to, and this is not, this is not gender based, but the scriptures a lot of times say man, but it's, it goes both male and female. That a, a man is found to be wise when he keep his mouth shut. Because mm. the moment you open your lips, person know whether or not you're a fool. Yep. <laughs> you know, so sometimes you just need to be quiet. Be quiet and allow God to intervene and do what he does. Not saying that you gotta let people walk over you, or you know, if, you know. Not saying that you you shouldn't voice your opinion, but there is a time and a place for everything, and a mm -hmm. way that you can have a conversation that will benefit the the, the marriage and the relationship instead of hindering it, if you will. Mm -hmm. Be quiet, listen to God, and respond. Amen. Um. So we got about. 15 minutes left and, and like I said this is our first time doing an interview and what? Oh uh, nothing. You said we had about 15 minutes. Yeah we got about 15 minutes left because it's, it's an hour. It's an hour out here that we get an opportunity to record on this. So um, before as we wrap this episode up is there anything that you would like to leave the people with? As far as um, marriage or motherhood or I just want um, forgiveness I want to say forgiveness as well. Um, we all, like, we need to learn to forgive. And I'm just going to, I guess, speak on me. Uh, I do have to learn how to forgive. You know, that pride is something else, you know. Um, you be so in yourself and in your feelings that when your spouse come and say, hey, you know, I'm, I apologize, this and the third, you know, and then you just really be like, okay, <laughs> you know, but it's not really, it's not, it's, it's okay to take some time, you know, like I need a moment, take some time and because you do, when you want to forgive, when you forgive, you want to forgive from your heart. You want to be able to forgive and to, to move on and be able to talk and laugh again. And so, um. So to be able to forgive, 
the person um and then move on you know once you like my husband was saying talk it out apologize you know but let's just not forget yes we can apologize but let's not forget to forgive to love each other enough to know hey that was a flaw we just had i forgive you you forgive me you know and then you keep it moving so my friend was telling me that she was taking care of a couple and she asked them well what got y'all through the marriage for so i believe they were married for like 50 something years and the lady said love and forgiveness so you have to love each other through your flaws and you have to forgive one another um and so that's what i have to say on marriage and and motherhood you you know be the mother that you're supposed to be um love your children through their flaws because all of them have their flaws we all have our flaws love your children through their flaws enough where um you have an understanding don't forget what you where you was when you were a child uh what you did when you were a child so you have have an understanding and love your children also through their flaws. Anything else? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening. I was listening. And, and, and um, I agree. You know, those are very key um, words. And I hope that something was said on, on this week's episode that will bless you and that will help you in this particular area of your life's journey. Um, like I said, this is new. I hope to have more interviews and more of this type of vibe of episodes in the, in the near future. Um, I just thank y'all for tuning in. You know, um, these are two very crucial areas in life. You know, some of you may be out there seeking marriage. Wait for your, your king to come. You know, you, you single ladies, wait for your king to come. Wait for the time. You know, listen to God. Listen to the spirit of God. Don't settle. You know, um, wait on God, wait on the Lord, even when it comes to, you know, with children, you know, we make mistakes, but don't, don't continue to, you know, put yourself in that position, you know, and if you got children, raise them, love them, love yourself, take care of yourself mentally, spiritually, emotionally, all of that. Do what you have to do to be everything that God has called you to do. I would like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to this week's episode of Life is a Journey. And until next time, be blessed. At the end of the day, I want to inspire, motivate, and encourage you to be all God has for you to be. And remember, until next time, to always live love, learn, and grow.